Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey, podcast listeners. In today's episode, you're going to learn the right metrics you should be looking at when running cold traffic. It's not your conversion rate. Key strategies to make your Google ad campaigns as profitable as possible. Enjoy. Next up, we have Mr. Josh Knox. We have some repeat people coming back on. I love it. So, of course, Josh, we'll, we'll get to new folks too, of course. Don't you worry. Oh, uh, if you're, always, always. If you're new. Yeah. These are just the top voted questions. Sure. So, Josh Knox asks What's a good metric for cold traffic conversion on lead gen? Short story I went with your recommendation last week on focusing on lead gen and our current task is producing leads. Just want to know where to focus my attention and how I can move the needle. What's up, Josh? Hey, how's it going? It's good. You know, last week you had to wait till like the very end for your question. So you're getting in a lot, a lot earlier this week. Yeah, I got uploaded this week. It's kind of nice. Thanks, people, man. People might get sick of me though towards the end. So. I mean, I'm sure they will. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, so um, started running some tests this week on the lead gen stuff, changed a little bit of the copy on the site to be able to run those tests. And we're, we're converting right now at like two and a half to 2.7% um, in terms of, Hey, they're filling out the form. They're giving us a legit number for us to call. And then from there, if they fill out our form, we send them into the thank you page that says, Hey, you can book a time with us too to really talk about, what we can do for you. And that is, if they land on that page, that's converting at like 18%. So it feels like the numbers are good, but I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not running a ton of lead gen stuff. So, and especially the cold traffic, I actually am going to in the coming months, uh, with like the freelancing course I'm doing and other things. So, uh, you know, com- completing the, the, the 18% to like book a call out of like the people who fill it out, who do kind of submit their information seems decent. But Ed, you may have done more lead gen stuff than I did back from your time with your previous position. So I'd be curious uh, if you have any good uh, kind of numbers or metrics or, or thoughts on that. Dude, I'm, I'm the same every time. At the end of the day, it's about money in, money out. Uh, what's your, how much money do you want to spend to acquire uh customer that's all that really matters to me uh it's like probably a way better answer than what i was giving because it makes sense <laughs> what's like what's what's your cost per acquisition uh and what is your uh aov so if and he josh is telling how to take it right 
Uh, it's not high ticket. It's like um, merchant processing. So oh, okay. it's, it's essentially like where you pass all your merchant fees on to your customer. And uh, I think there's like a, is there like a startup fee, Josh, like a monthly fee or something like that? I think he said there's none. Yeah. So it's not high ticket. It costs you nothing to start with us. We actually save you money. So there's not, that's why it's difficult. Um, it's, and it's difficult for two reasons because I don't have any data that tells me what an acquisition cost is for me because it's always been in the past boots on the ground based on okay. sales. So mm-hmm. just online sales, I don't have a metric for I can tell you that on average, each account that we sign up generates $300 in revenue. It's, it's really net revenue for me or net profit for me, $300 per account that I sign up. So if you take that and multiply that out over what a typical agreement would look like, it's 14,000 plus in revenue and net profit. So theoretically, you could say if I spent 13,000 and I made a thousand, now that's over time, right? But I could spend quite a bit of money to acquire somebody so long as they stayed with us long-term, which we know they do. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, Ed. Thank you. So I think find out your, your lifetime value and how, how deep you want to go in the red on acquiring that customer. Uh, and how, how big your cash reserves are. Uh, so this becomes a bit of a different game from what's a good metric to how much are you willing to spend to acquire a customer in the long term, and how can you outspend your competitors? Because if you're, right. if let's say the average person sticks around for th- six months, that's, let's say that's the number, and let's say, you know, over those six months, the average money you guys make from this customer or client is, you know, 300 bucks a month for whatever reason. Okay. Or actually, let's say this is a bigger account. Let's say a thousand bucks. Okay. So now you know what the LTV is over the first six months so you got to ask yourself how aggressive do you want to be i i think agora they spend up i think 60 percent of total ltv on acquiring a customer so let's say um that you decide that over that six months that customer is worth a thousand bucks to you josh Uh you'll be willing to spend six hundred dollars to acquire them yeah so and when you do that that's when you can really go balls to the wall uh, and spend more to acquire that customer. That's how you scale up really fast. Uh, and that's how you are able to get more customers and far more customers than your competition because you can outspend them. So if, cause most people in this game, they're worried about being profitable on the front end. That's not the point of the front end. That's not the point of acquiring a customer for the most part. I, I know Stefan's wincing at me, but. No, you're, you're, you're right. I'm not, I'm, I'm wincing <laughs> because I personally prefer to profitably acquire customers on the front and, end. And that's, that's How, cool too. Right. But that being said, to your point with lead gen, you're completely, you're completely right. And I put in the chat, I was like, I'm so glad Ed is on this call because my brain wasn't going in the right direction. I was trying to 
answer that can appear like such a straightforward answer, but you're going to where the, the root of it is, right? Which is, is I mean, if you look at uh, Natural Health Sherpa or, you know, Warrior, um, Warrior Made, who both presented at the last Copy Accelerator event, and both of them, I think Natural Health Sherpa is at 70 million a year. Uh, Warrior Made, I'm not sure what they're at, but they acquire something crazy like 2,000, 3,000 leads a day, if not more. Um, and I mean, even Vshred, they're acquiring like 10,000 leads a day. And um, they're, they're doing it and they're not worried about what their lead conversion rate is. They're worried about, you know, you know what's my ROI going to be? Or again, you know, what is it? What's my LTV? Which, which ROI is essentially, okay, what's my cost per acquisition today? What's my LTV? And then how much money am I comfortable being out? Or, you know, how much can I, can I play the spread, you know, into those two things align? Because you don't want to be so leveraged for cash that, uh, you know you're going to get money in, in three months from now or six months from now, but you can't pay the bills today and you have to shut down, which happens. People, that's the, 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 the risk of, of doing it that way. But it's also, to Ed's point, I mean, it's completely, unequivocally inequiv- can't talk today, but unequivocally, unequivocally? He's right. He's unequivocally right. Unequivocally right. It's really, really, really important. So, I mean, Josh, and, and you're... Because you're like a, you basically are CMO of this company, right? Unequivocally, yeah, Jazz just, Courtney. Thank yeah, you. it's it's just me in the mar. It's that's the title, but it's just me in the marketing department. So I, if I outsource anything, I go to Fiverr to outsource it, or I find some other place to do it. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I, the good news too. I mean, there's a lot of like lead gen people out there who do a really good job of lead gen. So you could always even just go to like a, like the outsourcing kind of consult with somebody, um, who's crushing it with lead gen and kind of have them help to optimize your funnels. But again, I think that the metrics are really, you know, what kind of budget do you have? How much are you willing, if you really knowing the LTV, because again, if you think that they're worth a thousand dollars, but your stick rate, the amount of time that people stay is actually only three months and you think it's nine months or something like that, that obviously changes the economics drastically. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I really think that's the way you should be looking at versus is this like a good conversion rate on like the CPL, um, your cost per lead or whatever it is. Yeah. The, so, I mean, I, I, and I agree with you guys and I not understand the complete concept of how, however much it takes to acquire a customer. Uh, the reality is, is we have people stick around for 90, 97% of our clients stick around. So right. And they're long-term contracts because we take care of them. So you, the numbers work for us. Like the the leads that I have coming through the door right now are costing me 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. That's nothing in terms of the long-term value of that customer. So, um, but I'm trying to figure out like where, where are these things. Anyways, I, I think you guys answered my question quite well. So. Um, it's just a matter of what the numbers are on my end. But, and I've just so you know, I've been following uh, Mike. You introduced me to him at the Copy Accelerator event, and right. I traded just one message with him, and then he got busy, which is totally understandable. But I'm in his, I'm in his funnel, and I get his emails, and I like what he has to say because he is about lead gen. He just happens to be, and he is a business to business lead gen, which is essentially what I am, right? So. Yeah. Uh, he just has a higher ticket offer. I, and I probably would go with Mike if I could outsource at the moment. I'm just not at that stage yet, but I get what you're saying. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. Happy, happy to help Josh. 
Come back. See you as, as well, Ed. Oh, I'll be back every week. Don't you worry about it. Good. Pleasure. Good. One Sweet. thing I also uh, want to note just real quick before we get to the next question. Uh, for newer listeners and for people who are newer to marketing, a lot of people like to focus on the, the fancy metrics, the fancy, you know, cool numbers. It's like, hey, I have a 2% click-through rate, you know, like, oh, that, so industry standard for the most, again, this is like a generalization, but let's say industry standard is like 1%. And someone's like, oh man, this ad's crushing. It's got like a 2% click-through rate. But if you're spending, you know, 500 bucks to acquire a $50 sale and you're not equipped on the back end to deal with that, you're losing money. Sometimes the worst conversion rates can actually bring you the most amount of money because what if that lead is far more qualified? So maybe what if you get 0.5% or even 0.4% conversion rate? I mean, um, CTR, click-through rate. But you're only spending $10 to acquire that $50 sale because the people who you are bringing in are far more qualified, potentially. I'm not saying yeah. forget CTR um, because I don't know enough about the ads game, but when I'm dealing with clients, that's the only thing I care about. It's a, it's a really good point. Um, I mean, ultimately, yeah, money in, money out, or like you could look at it as gross profit. Uh, it's even the same thing with like revenue. You'll see a lot of people who start a new business and it scales. I made this mistake too. Uh, and, but it will scale and they'll do, Oh my God, we did a million dollars in revenue this month. We did two and a half million dollars in revenue. Like people get drunk on revenue numbers and revenue doesn't really mean shit. If you lost money doing it, then what was the point? And even if you weren't particularly profitable and you're not going to be like that, you don't have an LTV mechanism in place, like per what we just talked about, then the revenue doesn't really mean it. It's a total vanity metric, right? Uh, and there's a lot of, so there's, there's two sides, there's vanity metrics and then there are metrics that maybe aren't purely vanity, but they just aren't the right metrics. Cause at the end of the day, you're in business to generate profit. And then what you do with that profit, there's, you know, is up to you. You could reinvest, you can hire people, you can fund a nonprofit, you can buy a Lambo, you can do whatever. Like that's, that's, that's the beauty of, you know, capitalism as it exists in this, in this kind of, you know, altruistic good form. And, and you have like these, this freedom, right? Uh, but you have to generate profit. So getting kind of cop and all these like random metrics that don't actually aren't indicative of that is, uh, not, it's a real trap to try to be avoid to avoid. Next up we have Eric butts. Eric asks when running Google ads, what are your thoughts on the ad going straight to the sales page versus some other page trying to get the email first? What's up, Eric? How are you? Hey man, how's it going? Happy birthday, Ed. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good. You can hear me. Oh, so, so stuff from, you know, I'm in the RMBC course. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm going through the whole thing. I'm just finishing up the copy section today. I'm just trying to figure out what to do with it, um, with the Google ads. So right now they're getting decent clicks, but they're not converting. And I'm wondering, should I be doing more lead capture or should I just go for the sale straight up? First of all, what time is it where you are right now? I'm in Atlanta, so it's uh, almost two thirty. You gotta drink some coffee, bro. I hear you yawning. We need. I need. I need. I need your energy. Uh, I'm, I'm teasing you, but I just heard the yawn mid question. Um, <laughs> I'm just totally teasing you, though. Um, but what? Um, okay, what are you? What are you selling in this? Because like, what, what's the product that's being sold from the Google Ads? 
This is the resume writing course. People who are looking for jobs, trying to get hired. Okay. Perfect. And okay. So right now you're running Google ads going and you're have you, right now you're going primarily directly to the, the sales page, right? I was going to the sales page and right now I'm going to like a, um, like a, a quick cheat sheet kind of thing. Like do these five things to make your resume better in the next 30 minutes. Cool. And are people for the cheat sheet, are people, is that a free, like free with like an opt-in thing? When you opt in, you get the cheat sheet? Yeah. Okay. And how's, how's the opt-in rate been for that? Yeah, it's okay. Like it's, I mean, low or mid-teens, something like that. Like I feel like it should be higher, but it's better than zero. Yeah. The thing I would, I mean, I would, so first of all, I would go back to what Ed and I talked about earlier to Josh Knox, you know, the idea of like, really like the goal is like, you know, what's going to lead to, you know, ultimately the money, money in type thing, like to, to profitably acquiring people. And if like, you can do that through lead gen and that's the better avenue to go, then, you know, that makes sense. Um, you know, it's hard to say like Google is notoriously tricky in general though, for like straight sale and going direct to like offers, uh, conversion rates are generally pretty low and it takes a while and a good amount of money to dial, dial in something like, so whereas with Facebook, you can go direct to an offer a lot more easily just based on Google and this algorithm and the traffic and all this kind of stuff. Uh, typically with Google and I've worked with Google experts in the past, it takes like, they, they warn you, they're like, Hey, it's going to take a couple months and you know, $5,000 a month or whatever. And they told you at first the conversion rates are going to be like almost zero and your CPAs are gonna be a thousand dollars. Uh, but then it'll get better. So if you're really comfortable with like Google and, and maybe you know all of that, uh, you know, maybe that's one thing, but if you're kind of like not, I mean, how, how good are you with Google ads? I guess is a question. I, I wouldn't say I'm good, but I, I've done my homework, right? Ultimate guy to Google AdWords, you know, the whole Perry Marshall thing. And so I'm dialing in piece by piece. So I, I feel like on the ad side, I'm good. Um, I, I went and I was tweaking the landing pages because of the quality score. So the quality score is good. And now I'm trying to figure out what to do with the, the page to get the conversions where I want. And I, I can afford to invest some on the front end, which is part of why I'm asking the question, do you go for the sale or not and get these, um, people who are more pre-qualified like Ed was talking about. So that, that's what I'm just trying to work through in my head and see like, is that what people do or am I just off? off the deep end here how much is the uh does the resume kind of building like course uh cost i'm still messing around with that too trying trying to test it but right now i'm hovering at uh 97 and i'm considering playing with 197 and then also either bump or upsell where i actually look at their stuff after it's done if they want to do that right cool that's what i'm thinking about yeah i mean you know are there competitors who are doing similar products at similar price points? There are competitors doing similar products at lower price points. And then there are competitors who are like, when you talk about the, the um, unique mechanism of, of the solution, the thing mm-hmm. that I offer that, that they, that I'm still in the business about you as a copywriter and a, as a copywriting teacher. Like I'm still doing it every day. Like I am the hiring manager, so I can tell them directly what's working right now. Yeah, which is great. Um, 
But I do, I do wonder, like, because I mean, the, the the other thing that'd be interesting to test is like, I know you're thinking about going higher, but like, if you've got something like with Google Ads, it's like notoriously tricky, especially early on, and then you've got like a price point that's higher than everybody else's, um, you know, that may be maybe pretty hard to get those front end conversions and, until you get it really dialed in um, versus like if you actually start with like a lower price point and test that, it may actually be the smarter decision instead of going higher. You can always raise the price point later, but yeah. um, that, that's that sort of, yeah, that's thing that stands out to me a lot. Cause it's like, you know, it's, 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 I love premium pricing as much as everybody, but uh, you know, we have to kind of like, there's a reason if everyone's doing it one way, it's always, it's kind of good to start there sometimes and then, and then innovate from there. Um, so I'd probably test. That reminded Sorry, me of one other thing. I, I had a different offer and I did like a birthday, like I turned 37. So I sold the other offer for $37 and a lot of people jumped on that because it, it was a deep discount. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll tinker with that too and, and see, see what happens. Yeah, I do that. And then I think like, you know, if it were me, I'd probably play more with like, well, I would test that. And then, you know, depending on that, then if you can get the lead gen to convert because you're getting the list and you've got a good email sequence and you're creating value, talking about yourself as a hiring manager, painting a picture of like, you know, all these things that they're not thinking of, talking about how you're the expert who can help them get hired. And then like, you know, reminding them of the course and, and promoting it to them through like a good email sequence and you're getting good engagement. Um, sure. I can see that being very, uh, you know, definitely working. Um, it's just a bit you know longer to close your sale. Uh, but um, I, I think that's a good model. But yeah, it's hard without really going deep diving into it. Uh, but yeah, I would test price points. And then I think, um, and then get, getting clear on what the metrics are going to be on the lead gen side, I guess. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. All right, sweet. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day so make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com dot com forward slash subscribe and I will see you in my email list. <laughs>